the elephant in the pew. Elephant in the Pew podcast, where they engage in the topics everyone wants to talk about, but nobody wants to discuss. From the Elephant Portable Studio, here are your hosts, Stephen Whitten and Ryan Reggie. Okay, so Prohibition Amendment got, but then what? What? How can you call all the like the the rum runners and uh, they was Christian? They were they were Episcopals. Christian America? Welcome to the Elephant in the Pew podcast, the show that brings you our opinions in a nicely tuned, well-oiled, chaotic sound clip to engage in the topics everyone wants to talk about but nobody wants to discuss. I'm Stephen Witten. And I'm Ryan Ramsey, and this episode is brought to you by ElephantPew.com. That's right, ElephantPew.com, your one-stop shop for all the links that we talk about on the show and to our podcast. Thank you for be- making us a part of your day. Th- what was that? Uh, That was singing. Okay, that's what you call it. And whenever <laughs> we are so glad that you have made us a part of your day, taking your precious time to listen to us. We do appreciate that. Today we are talking about... Is America a Christian nation? Yeah. Or, as it's titled, uh, Christian America? Question mark. Question mark. If we could do question marks in our labeling. that's Christian America? Christian America? I think that's what we were going for. Christian America? So really, to start us off, Well, first of all, Ryan, how have you been this week? Oh, it's been crazy this week, so, you know, I've been good. Um, I think we are, uh, I'm getting tired of the politics stuff. I am too. I've, I've, you know, I'm glad that, you know, the last election, you had to unfriend people on Facebook to stop seeing them, but now they've added a feature in the last four years where you can just, like, unfollow them, so you're still friends, because, you know... Someday I might want to be somebody's friend again, or you know, <laughs> I'm still their friend. I just I'm tired of seeing I their just, thing pop like, up. You know, you have those friends that you still want to be friends with. You just don't want to ever hear them talk again. That's kind of um, what it about is about politics, especially or anything. And so <laughs> it's just kind of one of those deals. And so this whole situation with uh, the politics thing is it's pretty ridiculous. And now <sighs> something's going on with the Republican Party, and people are pulling out of the Republican Party. And so then you got. Um, What's his face? Um, the Republic- Gary Johnson? No, no the oh. Republican guy who lost. What's his name? Cruz. Ted Cruz. Like, is there like room that he might like run to now? And I don't. I I haven't really been following it that much. Um, <sighs> sorry, I don't really. As they say in France, less I. Um, but I. what I mean, there's always there was a rumor there for a while that um, Trump was saying that if he finds out that he's nowhere near winning like two week, two or three weeks before the election day that he was going to pull out mm-hmm. and then that would leave the republicans three weeks to find a candidate to campaign hard and heavy for three weeks to hopefully get mm. the votes although i would say this like if they did that like if that happened i mean half of the republicans would that swear that they'll never vote for trump the Never Trump movement would probably just fall in line and vote for whoever that third that that other Republican was. Mm-hmm. So so and then it's got me thinking because I've heard a lot during this election about um, like well if you vote for Gary Johnson it's just a vote for Hillary Clinton, <laughs> which is actually a falsity. It's a vote for Gary Johnson. It might not um, Gary Johnson might not win, but is not going to win. Um, but I'm not gonna stake that claim. Um, <laughs> but um, it you're doesn't right. mean you're right because also we can't say that the sun might not rise tomorrow. So he's probably got the same probability of winning to the yeah. sun not rising tomorrow. Um, but the <laughs> <laughs> but to to say that uh, a vote for Gary Johnson is a vote for Hillary Clinton, I hear from the liberals a vote for Gary Johnson is a vote for Trump. So what? What's the difference? Actually, no, it's a vote for a third person that doesn't belong to either camp. 
And so, and then the other thing I hear is this. I just brought that one up because I know it makes you mad because I say it to you all the time just to make you mad. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I hear is this. I just can't, I can't vote because my conscience and I'm a Christian and there's no Christian president candidate. And so to that I say, I looked at the, uh, the uh, Constitution requirements for running for president and it's funny because being a Christian an evangelical uh, Christian was not actually on the requirements to run for president. Hmm. So interesting. I'm sitting here asking the question: Are 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 we an American Christian society, or are we just Americans? And there are some people who are Christians. Like, like what's going on? Because uh, if you talk to a lot of people, they think that this country is um, by default Christian and then everything else that's not Christian is somehow un-American. Yeah. It's it, weird. It's weird because um, it's a big issue. Like, um, Is it you, weird though? What? Is it weird? Well, the, the whole idea that um, our pol- politicians have to be Christian to get um, noticed by a majority right. of voters... When most of the politicians and most of the vo- um, vocal protesters are very much non-Christian or atheistic in their their mentality, hmm. so is the the question now comes down to is the majority of our um, countrymen uh, Christians? And because if it's if they are, then that I mean that that's the only reason why. We would have to have people actually like caring about whether their vision, uh, they're viewed as Christian or not. I mean, like Hillary Clinton has made it her goal the last what eight months to be able to quote scripture correctly, and she has, um, she always states that she's a Christian. And Trump has made it a big deal the last three months that oh, I'm a Christian, you know, and then, then you know he makes little blunders like two Corinthians and. Um, the only way for me to get to heaven is to become president and stuff like that. Wait, he said that? He actually said that. Those were actually his words. Um, he said that in front of evangelicals. And yet they still wow. applauded him. Interesting. About that, evangelicals, we'll have a talk about that later. It's interesting. Uh, I pulled this clip right here. Our current president um, was stated saying this early on in his presidency. Wherever we once were, we are no longer a Christian nation, at least not just. We are also a Jewish nation, a Muslim nation, and a Buddhist nation, and a Hindu nation, and a nation of non-believers. Now, when I heard this, um, I don't know if you remember this was on the air. I remember when this it caused it. quite a stir Yeah, in I'm, the uh, Christian community. Yeah, I mean... I never fully, I mean, I understood why people got irate over it, but I never fully understood why people were getting irate about it because if you just look at our society and our culture, we are no longer, we're not a Christian nation. I don't know if we were ever a Christian nation, um, to be completely honest. Right. Well, you know, people get all bent out of shape about it and they start like, well, you know, we used to be a Christian nation. And so I guess the first question I want to look at for um, people who would say, let's start with the perspective that people say, well, you know, we used to be Christian. When I was a girl growing up in the 20s, we had we had everybody went to church and everybody was a Christian and baptized. And, you know, that whole mentality. I, I would I would ask the question, um, how do you know everybody went to Church. I mean, because 1920s and 30s was, you know, okay, so prohibition got the amendment, the prohibition amendment got, but then what, what, how can you call all the, like the, the rum runners and, um, they was Christian. They were, they were Episcopals. (laughs) Oh, that's what they, that's their answer. They needed the rum for their communion. Oh, okay. So, uh, the question for me to them is then, um, why did we stop, or, or when did we stop being Christian, mm-hmm. I guess? Because the President of the United States, our leader, our, our so-called leader, our, elect, <laughs> our elected leader... The elected 
in which Later. I respect the office of. Mm-hmm. Um, he says we're no no longer Christian nation. Hmm. Now you'll find that a lot of media outlets played just this part. Whatever we once were, we are no longer a Christian nation. And then they stopped. Yeah. And what he went on to say was that we're no longer a, a Christian nation. He should have said only a Christian nation. It saved him a lot of grief. Um, well, yeah, he was trying to be all like eloquent in his speech yeah. by saying we are no longer a Christian nation, or at least not only. Right. I think actually, to be completely honest, I yeah. think he he edited that. I like his script. His script, or his. Just so you know, every president, every politician, they don't write their own speeches. <gasps> I know. Yes. So I just pulled the the veil over your or out from over over your eyes. They have speech writers, and what, I'm what, I'm almost certain. What was that idiom you just used? You just pulled. I just the pulled veil the veil off your eyes. Out from my eyes. I think you almost said pulled the rug out from under your feet. I did. And pulled the veil off from your eyes. Yeah, I was trying. You like combine them. Yep. It you want to run on that? It was weird. You're gonna make fun of it me was, on that one. It was a little awkward. <laughs> yeah. All right, <laughs> and so what? What they do is I I have this sneaking suspicion. I don't necessarily trust sneaking. trust um, Obama completely. I do respect the office that he holds. However, um, I will have to say that I think he edited that. He added that that second line. At least we are no longer. Yeah. Uh, just only just or whatever that second phrase. Yeah. Because I think he read it and then he realized. That's going to get me bad press. I'm not going to get reelected after that one. Yeah, so he changed it, or he you added think? that little thing. I'm not, I don't think that he, I think he believes it, that we're no longer a Christian nation. Yeah. But I, I think that he was playing po- po- political speech there. Yeah. And the I, th- I would have to say, I gave him the benefit of the doubt in saying that he was trying to make a point that saying, hey, we're not just Christian nation, but he was making a very deliberate point to the Christians that you're not in power anymore. It's, the, yeah, it's I, kind I of would, the power of play he was making there. But the problem is, is um, now we're going on a little rabbit trail, but... That's what we do here. We do. Christians are still a hefty majority of the voters. Is it because they're overweight? or? <laughs> yes. No, that would be if I said husky. Oh, <laughs> I get it. I um, misusing my H words. Yeah. Um, no, like a large majority of the people in the voters are, or they do classify themselves as Christians. Let me say that. So if we all got, if, if, if all the Christians found Jesus and they got into a relationship with Jesus, with Jesus, with Jesus, they would know, <laughs> they would know how to vote correctly. <laughs> I had to go into that accident. <laughs> but the thing is, is like a lot of people claim to be Christians and they don't fully have a relationship with Christ. And I'm not saying that. Well, that, because because I mean, of the whole uh, Christian by default thing in yes, America. That's, which, mean, would lend mom, their, which would lend to Mom and Daddy were... <laughs> We're we're Christians, and I go to church on Sunday, was, so I'm a Christian. I was baptized as a baby in that Methodist church downtown, the first the first non Methodist church of Santa Santa Burrito, and, uh, <laughs> Burrito. and then later my parents got mad, and so we started going to the second Methodist church of uh, Santa Burrito, and uh, now we attend uh, the third Methodist church of Santa third, Burrito. Third, yeah, I don't even know what the Methodists believe. <laughs> <laughs> Which is sad because a lot of Methodists that attend church don't fully understand what's going on in their quadrilineal. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not gonna. I'm not. We're not gonna bring that up because we've talked about that for like three weeks in a row. Just and stunning. I got in a fight with my mother over your mother. So we're not gonna talk about that. That's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> so uh, that was gonna say that that adds to the argument though that we were once a Christian nation if you know people are if he feels like he has to make some sort of deliberate point to the christians that you're no longer in power or the majority yeah but okay so to put this question in perspective i i brought the question up like if we were a christian nation then how did we lose it the reason why i ask if we were at all is because i just finished today i finished reading the book 1776 1776 it's kind of like the story of george washington and how he was fought the war right i mean it it focused around george washington really see um and so many people um that i know 
always claim that the Founding Fathers were Christians. Now, I'm not doubting that by any means, but a lot of the writings and historical documents tend to um, contradict um, a Christian lifestyle of how they reacted and how they acted. Um, Give me one. Well, uh, for the record, uh, with George Washington um, attended uh, many churches during the, the war, um, and uh, actually in one historical... See, when I read books, I always like to reach out and get documentation. And see, it was said that he was a Christian, but then he became more... Um, he, he wasn't a regular attender. So they, he claimed Christianity, and then, but he didn't. Um, sh- he showed good ethics and morals of the time, which uh, at that time were held to high regard, whereas now they don't. But he never attended church on a regular basis, as did most of the founding fathers. They they attended only when they saw political need. Hmm. And so that's interesting because I never really realized that going to church was a requirement for being a Christian. No, it's a good sign of um, Christian thought. I'm sure. I'm sure. And I'm sure somebody like George Washington, who was an extraordinarily public figure, just really enjoyed going to church every Sunday to have everybody just talk to him about all the stuff he didn't care about anymore. The president Mm -hmm. anymore. So I'm sure it wasn't like. But a lot of our founding fathers, in later in their years, turned more agnostic. And that is that is written in in the historical books. They turned more which, which historical books? Okay, I don't have the <laughs> them. See, this is where you every week you mess up. You got to bring yeah. the books in front of me and say this all is right. in this well, book. Well, I will find all that stuff and I will make sure that I type out a thirty-page report for you. You will? Yeah, I will. I'll just just it. for I'll, you. I'll be expecting it on Monday <laughs> because you always do this. You always try to throw me <laughs> under the bus, like, oh, name exactly the point. I'm just saying that in my research that I've done, like, what research? a lot, the research that I do for the show. Oh, when was know, this? Someone has to Did you have somebody sign off on that? Did you do a TPS report? No, I don't do TPS reports. With the cover page? Mm-mm. You're going to need you to start putting the cover pages on there. Um, welcome to the 21st century. <laughs> <laughs> we no longer have well, TPS okay, reports. Okay, one more question. Have you seen my state book? <laughs> uh, um, your red one? Uh, my red one. Your red stapler? The red stapler. Okay, I'm sorry, Stephen. I believe you did research. I was just trying to get you all fostered. The thing is, is but see, that's the thing. When when they started the country, though, they were still, if if I believe this, which I don't believe this, because I've read a book called Sacred Fire that talks about George Washington. I've also read George Washington's memoir book, and he was pretty Christian till the day he died. He just maybe didn't go to church. <laughs> hey, you know what? If a guy's in ministry for a lifetime, he might not go to church too much at the end of his life either because I think he's had enough church. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Well, I, and a lot of the times you... you. All right, th- here's another argument for you because I just finished reading that book. There were a lot of times that George Washington overlooked a lot of things. Yeah, he wasn't the greatest... Uh, like, that's why, because I read that book too. <laughs> um, and he was young too, you have to remember. How How young was he? Well, as far as young as experience, I mean, he didn't have much experience leading a, an army. I well, mean, I understand that, like, but like he got he general got, rape and plunder and um, all these things that his army was doing, he overlooked it. He was ignorant of it, and he was ignorant. Okay, did he? It does not say anywhere in that book that he condoned it, does it? Well, no, he actually, th- and there were times that he said that's deplorable for. Um, soldiers to act in such a manner. Right. But there was nothing done about it. And I agree, he did work with John Adams to create rules right. and adopt certain things. And I if, get if that. you understand the beginning of that war, especially, they were just lucky to have bodies that were <laughs> that holding were guns. fighting, exactly. I agree, but uh, this is where that came from. I was like, okay, so um, the question I have, and I, I mean, I there are tons of people out there that can refute any and everything that I've researched. So I'm not, like I said... I don't necessarily believe all the research that I've done, but what I'm saying is oh, you're a lot the of devil's advocate. I see well, what you're you doing know, there. The thing is, is like a lot of people don't believe that our founding fathers were Christian. I know, I hate it because of 
how certain things were written down. So, um, this is my point on this. I wasn't going to talk about this till the second half of the show, but since you're bringing it up now, I'll just go ahead and okay. whip out the big guns. Please, please. Here's a do. quote from George Washington. While we are zealously performing the duties of good citizens and soldiers, we certainly ought not to be inattentive to the higher duties of religion. Ugh. hate that word. To the distinguished character of patriot, it should be our highest glory to add the most distinguished character of Christian. So he clearly rated the Christian faith higher than even the no, the noble prize of pursuing patriotism. But if you read, I mean, if you say that again, say that, say that phrase again. To the distinguished character of the patriot, it should be our highest glory to add the more distinguished character of Christian. See, he just called it a character. But he's saying it's a highly distinguished character of Christian, so obviously he holds it in the highest regard. Yeah, but see, I would say that it w- I would have reversed it and said, to the Christian, would it not be distinguishable to be known as a patriot for to rid yourself of tyranny? But it says to should be our highest glory. Mm-hmm. To add the distinguished uh, I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate. And also, he's George Washington, and he talks funny, okay? It was a long time ago. <laughs> I That's get probably what he said, but it was like it's like Yoda back then. They say everything backwards. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. I just, I'm just saying, like, like how I per, how I say everything is, you know, I'm an American, but I'm a Christian first, right? I just, I'm a Christian who happens to be, who happens to live in America. I was born in America, so I'm an American. But I identify myself as Christian first. Now, I'm not saying that George Washington wasn't saying that. I was just, you know, like, yeah, it's interesting. Sentence structures, how you say things does determine right. where your heart lies on certain issues. And again, I know we can sit there and we can say, well, we can't tell if a, if a person is a Christian or not, especially since it's been 200 and you know, 50 years right. removed. We can't, There's no way that I can tell whether or not George Washington was a Christian or was not, except for through um, evidence of the matter, right? right. Sometimes you don't know um, something was an orange unless you have the evidence that it was an orange. Right. Might have been an apple. It might have been an apple, but, you know. So here's another thing for you. Yes. Um, I'm going to argue the other side. So the two people that they... Um, they say were the strongest Christians in the founding fathers, George Washington and John Adams. Really? Yeah, that's usually the argument that they make because the writings. But then John Adams is also quoted saying, "The government of the United States of America is not, in any sense, founded on the Christian religion." Right. So, um, I think I think he was a a Christian from what what I've studied. He just did. He kind of felt he felt that their the Christian religion was not at all the foundation of. Um, the the United States, or the 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 colonies, or whatever, mm-hmm. um, America, and so I, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I Benjamin Franklin was definitely not a Christian, but it's funny you can find Christian quotes from him. Yes, because he was again. It's all cultural at the time. I know it's, <laughs> it's confusing. It, it gets confusing, but you can. There is no way that you can tell me that Benjamin Franklin is a Christian or lived as a Christian until maybe possibly the end of his days, right? Yeah. Because he was a drunkard. He was a carouser. <laughs> he definitely slept around with a lot of people, including his French whatever she was. That's what carousers mean. Yes, I know. I was, I was, was confirmed. Nice well, I was using the... Um, Modern speech. (laughs) I I speak in the common tongue. I don't... I speak American. (laughs) So, um, the Founding Fathers, it's a... There's much debate on who the Founding Fathers are, but it is... Usually the people who sign the Declaration of Independence. um, Actually not... I mean, most of the Founding Fathers, all of the Founding Fathers did sign the Declaration of Independence. I don't think George... Did George Washington sign? I'm sure he did. I'm going to have to fact check that one. It was right there next to John Hancock. No, um, because it was signed when George Washington was in Boston, in New York. Watching a Red Sox game. No, not. Red Sox didn't even exist. Um, the Redcoats existed at that time. Oh, and he's <laughs> <up>. <laughs> 
Um, but the uh, founding fathers, um, it's generally um, agreed upon that seven the seven people that are the founding fathers were George Washington, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, Alexander Hamilton, James Monroe, and then, of course, Benjamin Franklin. Um, wow. George Washington did not sign the Declaration of Independence. I However, did. George Walton did. <laughs> John Adams did. I do know that. Of course, John Hancock, he was, at that time, the current president of the Continental Congress. Um, which we can go down the little historical trail. The Continental Congress was not the first Congress of the United States of America because, in fact, there were two constitutions written, one for the Continental Congress and then one for the United States of America. Sorry, the elephant got bored and he fell asleep. So, um, going back onto our... Topic. Sorry that I went on a historical rabbit trail. That was boring. Even I got boring. Bored. We were talking about founding fathers being Christians. Um, Go y- ahead. Yeah. Um. So, also another interesting thing, uh, the 1776 book. You find out a little bit, a little bit more about George Washington. Like he was more of like a. I feel like he was more of a commoner. Like even though he was incredibly wealthy. Yeah. He like was his his as far as his thoughts and speech. He wasn't like somebody who was a high intellectual. No, he or wasn't whatever. the greatest orator. And I think that's why people liked him because it was kind of like George George W. Bush. Like mm-hmm. People liked George W. Bush because like I I feel like I live next door to that guy. He mows yeah. his yard on Saturdays. You know what I mean? Like Man. that's what they felt like. And so I, I think uh, I think George Washington was a lot of the the same. And I think that's why. Um, that's a crying baby behind me. Oh, Sorry. Um, I think that's why people rallied around him. Yeah. And um, I also, this is, I'm getting somewhere with this. I think that's why, I think he what did have a Christian faith. Um, and I think that's why he tied Christianity, or at least religion in his words, um, to a proper functioning society a lot of times, what he's quoted saying. Mm-hmm. Um, because he knew that in his development and in the way he operated. So I would argue he's Christian. Um, and I didn't say that he wasn't. I was just saying Right, and, and I would just say that John Adams is a Christian too, from what I understand, but he also was more of an intellectual and understood the need for the separation of religion. And Well, and that. to be completely honest, they were, they were completely declaring their independence from the United Kingdom, which was using this idea of religion, religion as another tax form. Yeah. Right, so... Um, they were, I mean, they were doing what they had to do at the time to right. and it's get really, it across. It's really hard for us to understand, I think, as people, I mean, we're Americans, but like, unless you are a historian or somebody who's studied a lot to, uh, to really get in deep to understand every kind of facet of what was going on then, even things down to like that, like the religion was being used against them, so they were still trying to pull against it, but at the same time, they were trying to rally with it, um, you know, which leads us to... Uh, people say, well, like, I feel like we're going there right now, but, well, are you saying that church and state, you know, like that Christians have nothing to do with the state or whatever? Like, you know, church and state being used separate um, for negative means, like, hey, you can't pray in school and, like, all these things. Yeah, I think... Um, And I don't think that's the thing. I think they knew that government should have no power over anyone's religious beliefs. Yeah. That doesn't mean that... um, Christianity or any other religion couldn't be involved in as far as active in an area where government is active. Well, see, and they still were running off of the the presumption that the majority of decent citizens would be Christian um, because that's what the, the, that was the culture of the time. Right. Right. So um, much like any author of any fictional or non-fiction work, your your writing style and how you interpret things and how you present things to the commoner or to people in general, mm. it's dictated by the society and the cultural norms. And so the Constitution it was definitely written in the mind of every man will know the law of the land. Right. And so... It was just presumed, maybe, you know, when they said separation of church and state, what they were meaning was the state 
will not dictate never how much you have to pay to the church. Right. And, right. and can never say, uh, this is the Church of America. You have to go. You know yeah. what I mean? Like or that. you're, you know, um, dead. Disowned. <laughs> you know. Dead. Yeah. So, like, uh, those were the things that, and, and, I mean, an argument could be made for that in terms of, well, it was written in that manner, um, but it was written in a, such a way that we shouldn't necessarily take the Christian viewpoint of it either. You know, like, a lot of people who would say, well, when it says ch- separation of church and state, you know, like, the reverse of what I just said was, it was presumed that Christian, they would have a Christian viewpoint, and it's like, some people would say, or it was written in a way so that it didn't matter what viewpoint you had. All right. You know, I I tend to lean more towards the the majority of the people that were living in the United States were Christians. Mm-hmm. So it was written in a way that hey, we're not against Christianity. We're just saying that the the government's not going to yeah. tell you. There were not a lot of Muslims or Hindus at that yeah. point in the and United I mean, States. Even, I mean, to the point of, like, throughout history, there's a lot. I mean, we can go on a little rabbit trail and Muslims, too, but there's a rabbit trail of a lot of politicians that have their opinions on on um, the nation of Islam and the, the Muslims and everything like that. Mm-hmm. The early Christians, not Kirk. The early Americans, um, that wasn't even an issue. Well, the issue at the time was Britain. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I'm sure even even then though, they weren't thinking that a Muslim would ever reach the United States. No, yeah, they weren't thinking that because they were. They had fought. I mean, some of these guys had fought in the French and Indian War, right? And so they they knew of Muslims, but most of them were like, "We're." They probably didn't think fondly of them. No, the absolutely. Reason. I mean, even then they were. What would they have called them? Nation. Just all Easterners, basically, or something yeah, like that. Pretty much. So, um, and surprisingly enough, through reading this book, 1776, there were a lot of British. Um, Generals and you know captains and all this stuff that went over to, um, came over to the American side and were fighting against Britain, and mm-hmm. so there's also like this in Britain at the time there was a caste system definitely yeah. right, um, where there were nobles versus poor poor people no middle class yeah very and so like class. most generals and most of these Kinda like we're m- moving to now yeah so like that was another thing was like they wrote it. They they wrote things down that were kind of I mean, pardon the pun, but they were revolutionary ah. in the idea of yeah, the common man yeah is in charge. Some people would say I've heard made the argument before that that document created the middle class in a in a world that had no middle class at that point, and that's yeah. why America has had such a strong middle working class for so long because of that document. We live by that document and by the ideas in that document. Well, and I, I would say that the founding fathers um, looked to the middle class as oh, they helped form the middle class just in the, the military alone. Yeah. Um, John Adams and George Washington were very clear in adopting certain things that after, if you join our, our army, not for a, a one-year enlistment or a six-month enlistment, but you would join it for a four-year enlistment or something like that, yeah. Afterwards, you'll get so much money. I can't even remember the thing, but then you also get a hundred acres of land. Yeah, which was huge. You know, like still oh, huge. I mean, yeah, it's absolutely huge now. But I mean, like that's a huge, like incentive. Like, oh, you mean you mean you're gonna give me my own <laughs> land? <laughs> yeah, sure. The bad news is it's across the Mississippi River. We don't. Yeah, have we don't. We yet. don't own it yet. <laughs> we don't own it yet. There's these uh, Indian people living over there. So, but we'll kill them and you'll take. You're it. gonna have to. <laughs> Basically, defend your own land, but it's going to be fun if we survive the <laughs> exactly, war. Exactly. Yeah, but I mean, all joking aside, that that was that was really the our early our founding fathers, the early politicians, the Congress at the time, really did help form the middle class. And yeah, and I I don't know if you can say um, what you will about the founding fathers and whether they were Christian or not, but they right. did. Um, I will say this. For a person that was really having a hard time, I was really struggling with patriotism. Reading 1776 yeah. bolsters it. You're like, so man, proud. Like, well, it makes you it makes you proud of what these guys had to accomplish to mm-hmm. um, how hard it was to remove tyranny, and that's really what it was. I mean, uh, was it King George? 
at the time. The third. Yeah. Or he was it the sixth? The uh, third. It wasn't the seventh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, <coughs> it, it also, reading 1776, um, it made me really proud because there were uh, so many times where our our army was beaten, like not just like in a battle, but like it was like this was it. This is the final push, and when we lose, like they already knew we were probably going to lose. Um, it was over. You know, we were going to probably be killed by the British or at least put in prison, and you mm-hmm. know they take over. Um, but then like weird things would happen, like fog would set in when they needed an extra yep. few hours to get across. It'd be like the middle of the day, and this dense fog would set in, so they could escape. Um, and like uh, there's these miracles. I call the miracles that happen over and over again. Like it's almost like when you read it, it's they like, called it providence. Right. But I mean, which is yeah, basically the same it's thing. Providence, God providing these situations, and it's, and it makes you when you read this book, you're like, God wanted us to be here. You know <laughs> right? What I mean? Yeah, it so makes like, you feel that way. Anyway. We are a Christian nation, yeah, or at least a Yahweh nation. You know, but um, it, it's it's interesting you read that because I agree it does bolster that, and it makes me ask the question then, like if we've kind of talked about like you and I have kind of. Probably a listener would say we've settled on the fact that maybe we were not our founders were not Christians necessarily, and that definitely they didn't build a nation or a construct of this nation of America around the idea that Christianity should be the religion. You know, right? Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll say that. And um, yeah, I mean, because I believe that probably the majority of them were Christian, at, at least in practice. You know what I mean? In the, practice, I mean, like I said, I can't speak to their souls, but I can definitely say that their actions and their writings. I mean, because were a, geared towards in America, the culture of Christianity was until about the '60s. I mean, most you know people, not most people. A lot of people went to church. Church was a place for networking. There wasn't Facebook back then, you know. Yeah. It was a place for networking. You could go there and meet people. If you're a businessman, people would say, oh, they go to my church. I'll go buy grain from them or wood from well, them. Well, and there were less churches up until a certain point, right? I mean, there, it wasn't like it is now. There wasn't like a church on every block. There was one church or one or two churches per town Yeah. because the majority of our cities weren't like million million population they were like a couple hundred maybe a hundred thousand that was new york city and that was the big city or philadelphia right most of them were like five thousand at most you had like a village church yeah. kind of deal and, that was and so like yeah there was so there were i mean it was just part of the culture yeah so um there was a christian culture at least so most of the guys who wrote that were probably they weren't we knew we can li- we can eliminate that they were muslim or hindu yes um there were some form of christianity even if a scholar would say they were deists which is still kind of a form of christianity um so um the next question i have because we've talked about um i think a lot of times i sorry when they, when you said deist i think a lot of times they call them deists because they were masons and a lot of the founding fathers were Masons, and in order to be a Mason, you have to be a Deist, meaning you believe in a higher power. Um, um, yeah, well, Deist—that's not true, is it? You be- well, I guess you do believe it's one form of believing in a higher power. Yes, but I mean, Deism. Um, and for our listeners that don't know what Deism is, is the belief that there is a God and that He created all things. But it's what I call the fishbowl theology. So. It's like he created, he built the fish tank, and he put the fish in it, and now he just sits back and kind of lets it, lets it be. He just watches it every once in right. a while. Right, but I mean that's that's where they get their whole deist idea is that they believed in God, or they believe in a higher. I mean because that's the evidence is. I mean, in order to become a Mason, you have to believe in a higher power. Mm-hmm. That's the rule. So, um, but I mean that's where a lot of their whole idea, like, well, they were deist. Well, they believed in God, right? Created the earth, and, and that's have, it. We have proof. <laughs> we have proof of that because they were masons, or yes, whatever, and that was mm-hmm. recorded. But so, which could be a lot of different things. So that's <laughs> hard to say. But um, so you know, the question I proposed at the beginning, I'm kind of working backwards logically. But um, if we stopped being a Christian nation, why did we stop? Well, we've kind of talked about maybe it was a cultural thing. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I guess the question that I really want to ask, I'm leading up to, is. What exactly is a Christian nation? Like, if I could say, okay, let's just for sake of argument say that um, we were a Christian nation and then we stopped being a Christian nation, um, what was it that made us a Christian nation to those who definitely believe that we were a Christian nation at some point? Yeah. Well, um, I can give my answer. Um, Other than, you know, historical, cultural of the time that, you know, Christianity was that major 
thing in in America. I mean, uh, the pilgrims coming over in the 1400s were escaping um, religious oppression by the Church of England and stuff like that. Um, and then, of course, culturally throughout the year. But I I would say that how we became to this notion as we were a Christian nation actually came post World War II. That's where, in my opinion, it would come out come down to is um, out of the World War II into the Cold War, where um, propaganda. I'm I hate that word because I don't believe it was propaganda, but when you look at the definition, it is. Um, during the 1950s and 60s, um, during the Cold War, it was America, a Christian nation, versus Russia, communist, the, the communist country, which, to be communist, they don't believe in any God. They're very atheistic. Mm. And so that's where the modern idea that we were a Christian nation, you know, from your grandparents and your parents saying we were a Christian nation, it's because the even the government at the time was saying, you know, they they changed the Pledge of Allegiance to add under God in the 30s and 40s. Really? Yeah, that wasn't originally in the transcript. And I think it wasn't even the 30s, 40s. I think it was actually 40s, late 40s that they added under God in the, elite, in the Pledge of Allegiance. Hmm. And they added all this stuff in, and it was... It was basically Christians versus atheists. It was to pull on the heartstrings of the nation and say, hey, we're a Christian nation. We are holier than they are type thing. Um, and then, of course, in 48, hmm. um, uh, Eisenhower, I think, was the president, and he um, helped establish the state of Israel. And he quoted, I mean, I'm, I have no doubt that, I think it was Eisenhower, he was in that meeting of the UN. He was stating that, yeah, this is I'm doing this because the Bible tells me I'm doing this. I have to do this. I'm the one that's going to do this for you, right? Type thing. And so, um, which is interesting to me. I was just thinking as you're saying that I didn't realize that the uh, Pledge of Allegiance was changed then, and it's starting to make sense. A little side note here: as a guy who does worship and pastors in a church, uh, no wonder our 80, 90 year olds they're getting older now. I guess so it's starting to die out literally. But no wonder they're so passionate about um, this whole idea of a Christian nation and um, the whole idea of leaving things the way they were and not changing those things. I mean, everybody is resistant to change, especially the older you get. But, you know, they, it was tough. You know, There's some major worship mm -hmm. wars going on, and that's got to play into it. I mean, when they were kids, that's what, you know, that's what they were hearing. That's what they were experiencing, yeah. this whole, hey, we are, we are a Christian nation. You know, Israel is, you know, because God told America to do that. You know, it's... So they're thinking like, uh, they're really thinking that we are like a Christian nation. And, and that's probably um, what's fueling a lot of this, um, I'm not going to say propaganda, but a lot of this thought, this mindset um, that, oh, things are falling apart because, you know, we were, we were been a Christian nation since we started and, and now we're not. And now it's, uh, even our president now has said that we're not, no longer a Christian nation and, and so everything's bad now. And it's, uh, Jesus is coming back because... Our country is not Christian anymore. Um, and it's interesting to me that, and this is probably a lesson for all of us to learn, that our scope of history that we've experienced um, greatly defines the way we feel and believe. And uh, so, like, if that's all you've known, then it must be true, at least to you. Even if you read books that say it's not always been true, if that's all you've known, then it has a much larger um, sway over you than um, even what somebody could teach you or tell you. So that's interesting. Yeah, it, um, Under God was actually added in 1948. Um, mm. And it was uh, um, Louis Albert Bowman, who was an attorney from Illinois, where he initiated the addition of Under God to the Pledge. It's also interesting to me to think about this. So what if we took under God out of the Pledge of Allegiance now? Oh, I have it right here because the original account of it. Um, it uh, did they change a lot or just that? Just just that. Well, actually. <laughs> One nation, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Yeah. 
I just said that. I know, but then then it goes on. Oh, there's more. Yeah. Um, Did they shorten it and add something or what? No. Uh, Bellamy, who is kind of like the author, he was a Baptist minister and a Christian socialist. Ooh. <laughs> I just read that. Yeah. Um, uh, he wanted to add to the the national um, pledge or the pledge was we give our heads and hearts to God and our country, one country, one language, one flag. One language? Yeah. I don't. I'm just telling you what I'm reading here, okay? Uh, and so, like, the daughters of... I'm skimming it, really. But the... Daughters of the American Daughters Revolution. of the American Revolution, um, they pushed... They... They, um, they listed it as, I pledge allegiance to my flag and the republic for which it stands. I pledge my head and my heart to God and my country, one country, one language, and one God. They're real big on this one language thing. Yeah, I I didn't know this. This is all new to me. I am learning something right I now, thought, folks. I thought we were the melting pot. I thought we were the melting pot. Yeah, it was then, it was then in 1942 that I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. There was actually no comma after one nation. It was one nation, indivisible. Oh. With liberty. They put the comma, one nation, hmm. under God, indivisible. That's actually pretty interesting. So uh, this whole Christian nation thing started a lot more recently than Than, probably most people would think. Yeah, a lot of people think that that pledge has been around, but actually the pledge didn't come into existence until after the Civil War. It was like 1868 or 1870, something like that. Yeah, so, and then we adopted it officially in 1942. Again, this Hmm. is all during World War II... That's when you start seeing, like, it's us versus them. It's the Christians versus the non-Christians. The Nazis. You know, and then after the Nazis were, are, well, not the Nazis weren't destroyed, but when Hitler was defeated, then it became the United States versus Soviets. Right. You know, the Christian versus the non-Christian. The Even in Vietnam. It freedom was versus communism. Communism is the whole communist struggle back and forth for yeah, years I mean, and years and years. So... Which is interesting now because the fight isn't against communism at all. It's against religion. Terror. It's it's religion. <laughs> I mean, when you boil it down, uh, I know there will be a lot of people who would get upset with me when I say that the United States is fighting religion right now. But in all reality, the terrorism that we're being plagued with is caused by religion. Um, the Muslim faith is... Adamantly opposed adamantly. against the Christian faith. Yes. And Jewish and, faith. Against pretty much everything but their own. <laughs> yeah. And so their way of fighting is not, it's no longer what it's been for the last 500 years, which you fight people. It is it is like an extreme guerrillas, guerrilla for, form of warfare right. where it's not even guerrilla. It's like we're going to set up traps for you and then blow you up. Yeah, it's like suicidal warfare. Kind yeah. Of deal. Like, uh, like uh, the Japanese. Japanese. And, and uh, the, but way to, an ex- to a different extreme. I mean, Japanese... They had kamikazes. Yeah. So, but, like, this is, like, we're going to go into normal citizen. We're not going to fight armies. We're fighting, we're, we're just killing people. Right. Which is completely. Oh. Yeah, so, I mean, like, it's different. We're not fighting. We, whereas before we were fighting army, we were fighting countries, and we were tying religion to it to help with motivation. Um, now we're actually fighting a religion, and our government now is like, we're not fighting religion, we're fighting terrorism. You know, like... <laughs> we, Even though terrorism is directly caused because of a specific religion. But we are... No. Not all Muslims. Not, fighting, not all Muslims are bad. We're not Ryan. fighting the root of the problem, we're fighting the the causes, the, the results of the problem. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Don't worry. Everybody just look over here for a while <laughs> while we do things over here. Oh, look. Oh, look. Election. Ooh, election, look, ooh, election. Look, dancing puppet, shiny things. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you guys don't realize that that's what's happening, then maybe we need to have a better education system. But wait, the people that are funding the education system don't want you to be educated. That's right. And so the only people who speak the truth are people with podcasts that only 20 people listen to. <laughs> hey, 
There could be a lot more people listening to this That's one. true. That's true. There could be a lot of people. And, you know, every time we see a listen, there might be a whole room full of people listening to one play. Yeah. So, you know, I shouldn't say that. So all 400 of you hearing this, be encouraged. We, we're speaking your language. Yes. So uh, One I go, language. I go back. Well, no. Lots of languages. Lots of languages. They should change it to to one message or uh, one see. vision or something like that. To I think they were talking when they said, I'm, I'm totally guessing now. I have no, I don't know anything. I read it. I learned it just at the same time you guys did. The, I think what they were meaning was message. Maybe, maybe they were actually thinking, no, it's got to be one God, English, one language, but not just British English. It's got to be American English. Sounds like good Christians to me. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, how many Christians do you know that are really excited about a Spanish guy come to their congregation that doesn't speak English. Uh, I know they're thinking, how long you been in America? Shouldn't be speaking English by now. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you hitting your head on the table? Because it's true. It's true. I mean, there are exceptions to the rule, but um, oh anyways, so uh, all of you out there who think, you know what, I just want, I just want to be able to communicate with people like that. You should download Google Translate on your phone. It'll help you. Okay. That was an awesome discussion that we had today. Part one of Christian America. Question and mark? Question mark. <laughs> and so uh, thanks for listening. Actually, next week you're going to be able to hear part two of that discussion. So make sure you tune in next week to get our closing thoughts on the big conversation about uh, Christian America. I want to thank our subscribers and listeners who chose to listen to us. We're so humbled you decided to allow us to be a part of your day. You guys are really the best audience a podcast could ask for. And uh, this episode was brought to you by ElephantPew.com. And don't forget to check out Elephant Pew News every Monday at 9 p.m. Yes, or just whenever you get to it because it's yeah. on there for good. Well, it comes out nine at 9 p.m. on Mondays. Yes, and then afterwards it's out. Yes, it's always out. It's but always I mean, out. It's Once it's out, it's out. It's like toothpaste. You can't put it back <laughs> in. <laughs> if you were tried. I've tried. Um, also, don't forget to check us out on the various podcasting sources, such as iTunes. Uh, that's my favorite place to get podcasts. That's where I subscribe to them. Go on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, all those things. If I see that you have left a comment in there uh, wildly praising us, um, I will write you a poem um, on the air, and you'll have your he name. He may even write you a poem if you don't wildly praise us. I probably will, just because I like writing the little poems. They're fun. Yeah. So check us out there. Also, Google Play, we're on there, Spreaker.com, um, all these places you can check us out because uh, there's lots of really cool places to uh, find us. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for joining us this week. Again, I'm Stephen Witten. And I'm Ryan Ramsey. Don't forget, next week, part two, Christian uh, America? 